All right, so by popular demand, let's get into how to be creative on Reels. Now, this is going to be a bit of a journey, this one, because I think you're going to try and step into my mind, which, you know, watch out. This might be a weird process that I kind of think of. And I've tried to kind of distill this down into, you know, how I do these things. But, you know, of course, there is a degree of creativity here. There is a degree of spontaneity here. There is a degree of, you know, anything goes here. So what I wanted to do was put together a session where, you know, I kind of go through my reels and show you what I was thinking when I was doing those reels and kind of the steps that got me to those. They might not be exactly the steps that you apply in order to be able to get you to the same place, but hopefully I can give you a really, really good sense of how we got there, okay? Now, the first and most important thing whenever I create any new content is I'm always thinking about the emotion behind the content. For me, emotion is what creates creativity in content, okay? So, you know, let's say you're trying to grow your followers and you're saying, well, this is how I got 100 followers or whatever, right? The question isn't so much about, you know, how to get 100 followers. The question is how you're feeling. That's where the creativity comes in. So, you know, are you frustrated? Are you angry, right? Are you, you know, reaching the end of your tether? Like, what are you? What is the feeling behind the thing that is being taught at any given moment in time? And how can you really bring out that feeling in your content in the everyday? You'll see from, you know, my posts and what you see, you know, on the front covers of things, usually the picture that I'm pairing with in actually has some connection to the emotion that I'm trying to convey here, okay? So why the algo hates you, where that came from is, you know, people are frustrated by the algo when they're talking to me and they're saying, hey, you know, the algo's against me, I'm a victim. And they were talking all about being a victim there. So, you know, I thought to myself, well, what's the emotion behind that? It's like, well, they think the algorithm's out to get them. They think the algorithm hates them, right? So that's where that headline came from. And then, of course, the front cover picture is just me swearing because that's what someone who hates you would act like, right? So feeling is such a strong driver. And in fact, when you go to, you know, the second slide of my carousels, I usually try and overtly state that feeling out. The algo wants to be your friend, but you're being a bad friend to it. That's why he hates you. Okay? I like to kind of take the feeling and then kind of put that into a real life scenario. In this case, you know, if the algorithm hates you, then the algorithm must be, you know, a friend or a former friend of yours. Okay. If there's a friendship relationship there, we need to understand why your friend, the algo, might go off and then not like you anymore. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> I hope this is making sense. Okay. So ultimately, the foundation of my content is based in emotion. And everything I make is supposed to be like an emotional related content. I'm thinking about how you're feeling right now about a particular matter. Or what I'm doing is I'm projecting myself back in the past and asking how I felt when I was struggling with that particular thing or when I was doing that particular thing, okay? So I really try and project that emotion into the content. And, you know, let's just walk through some examples here, okay? This one, I'm losing followers, right? 
the the way people react when they lose followers is they freak out, don't they? They absolutely freak out, and they think to themselves, oh my god, Dan, it's, you know, the algorithm's against me, it's me, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, what am I going to do if I stay on at this rate, I'm going to have no followers left, and they freak the hell out, okay? So with this reel is, you know, someone saying to me, hey, Dan, I'm losing followers, what should I do? Then me saying, what's the emotion behind that? The emotion is sheer panic, and then putting that into a character that then is then coached in these skits, okay? And a lot of my skits are, you know, are a coaching format. If it's a two-character format, I'll be coaching the other person. So here, here is the person, here's how they feel, okay? And then here's how I react. Dude, just chill. It's all good, okay? I'm thinking about, well, if they were in a room with me, what would I say and what would I do? I would say, hey, just chill. It's all good. It's all good, okay? So... I'm really trying to project what that relationship is like. That's why people, you know, think my reels are, number one, relatable, because I'm tapping into the emotion that they feel at any given moment. But two, they feel like I'm actually coaching them because I'm connecting with their current emotional state and I'm reacting in a way that I would if I was actually coaching that person. Hopefully that makes sense. So this particular reel is just a two-character reel that's bouncing back and forward where it's bringing this guy off of a ledge, right? For all intents and purposes, that's you if you've found this same thing, okay? It's bringing that person down off the ledge and then giving them some actionable advice that they can take away and do something with. So it's a very simple two-step reel. And it works nicely because, you know, it stands out. Now, the key to this reel, and I think what works best with the emotion content side of things, is the hook, okay? So with any reel, the first three seconds or the first two seconds are absolutely crucial. So we need the reel to come in with a really, really strong, interesting point, okay? Firstly, we need that hook that we always talk about. But secondly, if we can really tap into and potentially even ramp up that emotion at the beginning, it gets people to stop and watch the thing. Dan, I'm losing followers! Whoa! Okay, imagine that as someone is scrolling. You know, it's like miming, miming, miming. Then this guy runs through the door. Dan, I'm losing followers! Yeah? It's much more disruptive. It's much more likely to get people to stop scrolling and actually watch. So the first scene has to have that emotion dialed in 100%, 150%. Okay, so if you're using emotional content, it's got to come in and it's got to come in hitting the hook and tapping into the emotion. Down I'm losing followers, right? Straight in. That's going to stop the scroll and allow people to then absorb the rest of the content, which is content like this. Once you get into the main part of the content, what we need to do is we need to absolutely trim down the content to be only what we absolutely need, okay? Every single millisecond that is not necessary in your reel, you should cut out. You should be making your reels as short as is humanly possible. The best way to do that, firstly, is to plan your reels in bullets. Instead of writing them as long paragraph, we plan them in bullets, right? So we're not going to be making something which is like, oh, you know, continuous prose, writing paragraphs and paragraphs on things. Oh, hey, guys, what's up? You know, let's all talk about this. Well, the first thing I noticed was this, and the second thing I noticed was this. No, okay? We need to shorten our reels right down. 15 seconds is good. And we need to be talking in a 
bulleted state, a bulleted state. And another reason why writing down your reels in bullets is so powerful is because when you then get to the editing floor, or the filming floor rather, when you go to film your reel, you'll just film the reel in bullets. You'll film the reel in small sections that you talk to, okay? Whereas if I filmed a reel and just spoke through the whole of the script in one go, number one, I'd have to nail the script in one go. But number two, it would also end up being way too long. Whereas for this one, I'm only filming each bullet one at a time. I'm leaving the camera rolling, but I'm filming each bullet one at a time. So it's like, dude, chill, I got you. That's it. Then I, then I film that section, I pause, and then I go on to film the next bullet. Okay, that keeps me honest and true to as short as possible for the reel. But what it also allows me to do is then cut those clips very hard and also potentially rearrange those clips in post-production. So let's say I filmed all of my bullets and I actually thought, you know, bullet three was stronger and I wish bullet three was before bullet one. It's very, very simple for me to then go and re-edit that bullet into a different position in post. I think this is where this gets really, really interesting. So here we are in Final Cut, which is what I use to do my editing. You do not need to use Final Cut at all. It's very expensive. I just happen to have it, okay? You can use anything. You can use Premiere Rush or Splice or InShot or whatever. You can do this on your phone. You can do this anywhere, okay? But what I what's really important is I want to show you how this was filmed. Okay, so, you know, we started off with the emotional premise of, hey, this guy's freaking out. Then we said, okay, great, the format's going to be a two-way conversation, and I'm going to help kind of coach him off the ledge, okay? So then what I did was went and to actually film the thing. Now, when you film a reel, it's a really, really great idea. This isn't just for reels. This is for YouTube videos or for any video content. It's a really good idea to, you know, take the bullets that you've written for that particular thing, and then just say each one of the bullets and then stop, okay? Leave the camera rolling, but say each bullet and then stop. So for example, here you can see the sound spikes. I'm going, right, okay, here's the first thing that you need to do. Then I'm saying that again, okay? And you can see how the sound bikes stop, okay? So I can cut these sound bites super, super easily in post, and I can clip out what it is that I want, right? But most importantly, number one, I can do multiple takes very, very quickly. So the moment where I said, dude, chill, I filmed about three or four different styles of that, one of which was, dude, chill, one of which was like, dude, chill, one of which was like, dude, chill, okay? And I filmed about three or four different versions of that, and then I knew in post I could pick the right one. So I could pick the right tone and the right element to, to keep the energy going or to point the energy in the direction that I wanted to point the energy at. But importantly, when you're filming, if you're filming in these quick clips here, you can see how quickly they are to then go hard and trim. If I was talking continuous prose and I needed to make a cut somewhere, I'd end up overcutting half of a word and it wouldn't work. So what happens is you then have to reset up and go back and film everything again. Okay, so instead of doing that, I just want you to film in really, really short clips and just start and stop. You say the bullet, you end the bullet, finish the clip, okay? And if you want to, I would recommend keeping the camera rolling because 
starting and stopping the camera and then going, oh, I need to try and nail this, go, and then putting yourself under the pressure, totally unnecessary, okay? Just leave the camera rolling and then you can trim all of this stuff out in post-production. So here are my clips and you can see now I can just very quickly isolate the clips, trim the clips, but importantly, I can also rearrange the clips. So I've got my three bullets, but let's say for whatever reason, actually those bullets came out better, you know, moving the third bullet to the first bullet, or I felt like actually the, the third bullet was, you know, more impactful than the first one. By filming the in these short clips like this, I can ju then just rearrange them. I can actually literally move point one to point three and point three to point one, right? And, you know, all I need to do is just make sure I don't actually number them. You know, in the reel, you're not going to say, first thing you need to do, second thing you need to do. Don't say that, because that will then prevent you from shifting the clips out in post, okay? Just say, you know, here's what you need to do, okay? Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then on the screen, you can put number one, number two, number three, and text bubbles afterwards. But in post, it keeps the production super fast. It keeps the filming super fast. And another great thing about filming in these short clips is you don't need to remember a whole load of stuff. I mean, how many of you are like writing down your reels right now, writing down the script, and then just kind of reading from the script, okay? The reason why you're doing that is because you're trying to remember everything that you need to say. You don't need to do that. All you need to do is just write and plan your reel in bullets and then just say that one line. Just say the one line and then stop and then get the next line. Say the next line and then stop. It's good discipline for keeping your reel shorter. It significantly speeds up your post-production and it also really helps the creative process. Because now I've got, you know, capability in post to be able to rearrange things or move things. You know, again, with this reel, you know, just me coming through the door, I filmed about four times, okay? So, you know, here when I come in and I just go out of that door, I filmed that three times. Coming into the door, I filmed four times. I just left the camera rolling, went shh, one, two, three, four, trying out different things. And then because I knew I could then just... Choose the best one in post, which is why, hopefully, when you see my reels, you're like, how does Dan make me laugh each time? How does he kind of nail these things each time? It's because I have multiple takes for each scene that I film in one go, and then I pick the best one in post. So I'm always choosing the best of me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you need to go and do this post-production and do this level in your reels. And for many of you, your reel might just be, you know, simply standing in front of the camera and pointing and it's done, you don't need any of this, right? But when we talk about, you know, creative reels, ones that are, you know, more dynamic, maybe tell a story, maybe do something a little bit disruptive and different, I like to keep my options open when I'm in the recording process. And the best way to do that is to just make, you know, short, sharp clips and then rearrange the clips. It's also very important to, you know, keep changing the scenes in your reels as well to keep people watching. So short, sharp clips work extremely well for the reels format because, you know, each time you change scene or change angle or change direction, that helps keep people watching and increase the watch time. And ultimately, in order for that reel to, you know, get a lot of reach, we need someone to watch it all the way, which is why generally I work to sort of a 15 second reel because people are far, far more likely to watch all of 15 seconds than they are to watch, you know, all of 30 seconds, for example. It's very, very difficult to keep somebody for that long. 
and you will struggle with that, okay? So if your reels are too long right now, really focus on, you know, condensing them down and chopping out. Another thing that you would have seen, you know, in that editing floor there was, can you see how tightly I'm cutting these clips, okay? So see here, there's the clip. Can you see there's no space either side? It's not like this where there's, you know, a bunch of space here, okay? I'm literally cutting that clip so it's like right, you know, it's the millisecond before the word comes out, okay? I'm cutting out any kind of breath. I'm cutting out any kind of moment where I'm like, <gasps> And then I start talking. I'm cutting out any kind of moment where, you know, I'm meandering or doing anything by using bullets, by using short clips. Like every millisecond counts in a reel. And when you're going to edit your reels clips, you should be cutting them hard, okay? Cut right up to every word, okay? If it's not necessary, even if it's just a few milliseconds, you should really be looking to trim that off and really, really get your reel down to as fewer seconds as is humanly possible, okay? You know, oftentimes what I'll do in post-production here is I'll take all of my clips, and I actually filmed probably five bullets for this particular reel. I wasn't quite sure how many I was going to use, so I filmed all five, and then I just picked the three best ones, and I dumped the other two. And again, you know, this short, sharp filming and editing technique allows you to just dump stuff that is not necessary. If it doesn't add to the outcome, then get rid of it, okay? So, you know, if I'm looking to make people laugh, and there's a clip in there that, you know, isn't going to make people laugh, then I'm going to get rid of it, okay? Or if I'm looking to inform people on something and I'm saying something that isn't either actionable or particularly relevant, I'm going to get rid of it. Anything that doesn't add to the outcome of the reel, whatever that outcome is, you know, whether it be education or entertainment or inspiration or whatever, every single word that does not contribute to that outcome, you should cut out. Okay, because so you can condense that reel down as short as possible, but also make that reel as impactful as possible. Okay, you know, the better the take is out of the takes that you choose, you know, the better the take is, the, the, the more simpler you can say something, the more hard-hitting you can say something, the shorter the reel can get, the more people are going to consume and the more impact they're going to get out of it. Okay, so really, really focus on condensing your reel down and not wasting a single second in your reel. So look, let's explore some other ones and, you know, I'll talk about how these things came together, okay? So I'm going to pick, you know, obviously the more inventive ones. <laughs> some of them are just tutorials. I think we can work that out, okay? But here's one, here's one, okay? This is, again, totally emotionally driven, okay? Someone was saying to me, like, oh, Dan, it must be awesome being you, being able to create whatever you want all the time. And I was like, well, you know, let's think about it. Is it? <laughs> because... I just make the same thing every day. I help you guys make content and other people make content, which I love doing. But let's not pretend that this thing is some hugely, hugely dynamic thing. It's not quite as dynamic as, you know, people think it is, right? So I was like, well, why don't I create a reel, which is just me talking to another person and just saying, hey, you know, showing that it's not that dynamic. And actually, you know, it's more repetitive than people expect. Okay. So it's like, hey, this doing this thing is awesome. What do you do? I'm like, it's a guy talking to me. Literally, I had a DM about it. And I just recreated the DM conversation, right? But I'm playing it up. I'm putting the emotion in there. And I'm making, you know, the guy in the red bowler hat feel like, oh, that's such an awesome, cool thing. He's super, super excited. And the other guy's really excited for him. But the irony, of course, is 
he's actually just saying the same thing. He's just doing the same thing the whole time. So I like these little kind of, you know, scenes where there's another layer to the real, right? You're saying something, but there's an irony to it or there's a message to it, right? What is the actual message? You don't have to say the message to communicate the message, okay? I never said in this reel, being a creator is repetitive. I never said that, okay? But what I showed was, if I can get a guy talking about what he does every day, then, and he's saying the same thing over and over, then you get the sense that, oh, okay, maybe it is repetitive, right? I'm hoping that makes sense, okay? So it's like, you know, think of what the message that you want to convey is, and then think, well, how could I convey that message without potentially overtly stating it if you don't want to, right? You wouldn't really make a reel that's like, being a creator is really repetitive. Well, you might, but it's funnier if you play it out in a scene, if you play it out in a skit with a conversation between two people. And I think that's our challenge as a creator is thinking about, you know, how could we create these little scenes where we play out the message that we want to send without necessarily overtly having to say the message, why do we do that? Well, because the message is so much stronger because I haven't said it. If I just said being a creator is repetitive, right, it, that's just very kind of abstract. It's very just kind of like, oh, I guess that's what it is. But when I kind of play it out in a scene, I make you reflect on it and think, oh, wow, it is kind of repetitive, isn't it, right? And, you know, of course, I'm projecting you onto this guy, you know, this guy in the red bowler hat. That's kind of you, isn't it, right? You know, if I were to ask you what you've been up to every day, that's kind of you. That's the kind of answers that you would give me. So I'm playing it back and showing you, oh, okay, maybe it's not quite as dynamic as you would think. This one here just uses thematic thinking. I use thematic thinking a lot, which, you know, you've learned from me in this process. And thematic thinking is just really strong. And this is just a demonstration of what I do, okay? If you have something that you can do, why not just go ahead and demo that particular thing for people? And then people will be able to see actually how you do that thing. And that will make, you know, for quite a nice little reel, okay? So it's like, hey, you know, hey guys, here's how I create a carousel. Here's how I create something. Here's how I do something. Okay, another reel like that is this one here. Here's my five-step caption formula, okay? Number one, I do this. Number two, I do this. Number three, I do this. Number four, I do this. I'm just literally walking people through a process that I have, and I'm sharing that process with them in there, okay? Everything else that you see on top of that is, you know, just energy and fun, but really, when you break it down, all this structure is, is just a simple one, two, three, four, five bullet list with a scene change for each item that I speak to, okay? Now, for something like this, again, this is driven by a conversation that I had with someone. Someone said to me, Dan, how do I make faceless reels? And I'm just not a fan of faceless reels. It's not that you can't do them. I'm just wondering, you know, why would you want to? Because no one's ever going to know your name, okay? So I'm not saying you need your face on reels all the time, but what I'm saying is, you know, what I don't want to do is give people excuses to not show up on video because I'm a video guy, okay? So, of course, you know, I don't want to just say to them, don't do that, you know, you should go and do this thing, okay? With me, for my content, I want people to come to the realization themselves. I don't want to just necessarily stay, you know, you should show your face on video because if you don't, you're going to miss out on all of these things, okay? I kind of want people to come to that realization themselves. So if I dress up with a bag on my head... That's what not being on video is like, right? It's you're like walking into a meeting room or you're walking into a conference and you literally have a bag on your head because you're just choosing to not show your face. 
you know. And sometimes I like to kind of, you know, project things out and say, well, you know, if that were real life, what would it be like? Okay. So I thought, well, someone said to me, how do I make a faceless real? And it's like, well, what's a faceless person look like in real life? And my analogy for that was I was basically just walking around with a bag on your head, isn't it? So no one could recognize you. You're constantly in disguise, aren't you, by not showing your face? So why don't I make a reel with a guy with a bag on his head that's telling you to not do it? And of course, the whole point of it is it's ironic. Nobody wants to look like that guy and nobody wants to be like that guy, okay? But that guy's telling you don't show your face on video. It's disruptive. It's saying don't do that particular thing whilst at the same time showcasing how stupid that advice is, right? So here's, you know, Mr. Baghead talking about don't show your face on video. And I'm just listing stuff that you shouldn't do, right? You know, if you go on a live, you know, and you don't show your face, you know, if you go on a live and you show your face, people are going to trust you. Why would you want anyone to do that, right? It's more powerful when I can get you to realize this thing yourself than it is to just for me to just go, don't do it because of that particular thing, right? I like to try and get people to realize the message themselves, right? And they go, oh, okay, maybe I'm maybe being a bit silly about this whole thing, okay? So again, you know, I'm taking that message, I'm turning that into something that's relatable, turning that into, you know, a real world outcome, and then I'm kind of playing with it and making it ironic. And of course, you can layer on this bit, right? I was like, well, you know, why don't we just make this guy really, really super aggro? Right, because then that just makes him even more un <laughs> unlikable and makes it even more someone that you wouldn't want to be, right? If I had the guy with the bag on his head and actually he was a really lovely, kind guy, you might actually want to be him, but you don't want to be him, okay? The whole point is we don't want to be him. So we're going to make him really leery, shouty guy who nobody likes, who I don't want to be. And he's got a T-shirt that says Instatwell on it, which kind of even reinforces it even so far to say, this is stupid advice, right? Hopefully, I know... <laughs> You're, you're venturing into my brain here, but I'm hopefully, you know, this is getting some kind of, you know, neurons firing with this, okay? This one here, you know, finding your niche be like where I'm diving through a hoop, okay? What's that like? Again, that is, you know, thematic thinking. So I was dropping the kids off of school and there was a hoop there. And, you know, the kids were running through it and they were trying to kind of get through this hoop. And I thought, well, that's quite funny. And it's like, oh, that's quite difficult. And I thought to myself, again, you know, what's diving through hoops like? Well, you know, related to my niche, okay? So I'm taking that thematic thinking and saying, well, you know, diving through a hoop, how is that synonymous with Instagram growth? It's got to be finding your niche, surely, because it's like your niche is constantly moving away. You know, it's constantly rolling away from you. It's constantly moving. It's really, really hard to find. It's really, really hard to do anything about. It's basically like finding your niche, isn't it? Your niche is always moving around. It's really, really hard to... And even when you get through it... It feels like you get all caught up on it, doesn't it? You know, and there's me. Look, I dive through it halfway, but then I'm stuck. I'm stuck halfway in the hula hoop. That, to me, that is the kind of niche, right? So I was like, okay, cool. That's the real. The real is diving through hoops, okay? You know, and that being synonymous with your niche, okay? Again, I'm taking thematic thinking. And again, unsurprisingly for this, you know, I filmed way, way more takes than you ever see, okay? You see me diving through like six times or something like that. I probably dive through at least 20 times with different camera angles. And again, I just picked the best ones and the most dynamic ones. So there were quite a few takes where it was just me 
diving through, and it basically looked the same as the last attempt. And if we, you know, hark back to thinking, well, hey, you know, what adds to the real? What adds to the outcome? Well, showing you three attempts that all look exactly the same, they don't add to the outcome of making you laugh, do they? What adds to the outcome of making you laugh is showing you different angles and different takes and different bails, because it's the bail that's making you laugh, right? So I've got different bails, and I chose the best ones, the funniest ones, to feature in the actual reel. Loads of them weren't funny at all. You know, but these, I think, were the funniest ones that I'd come to in that particular recording session. So, again, you know, the outcome is I want people to laugh, so I need to just choose the ones that are the funniest and then throw out the rest. I think too many people are worried about getting it right. You know, if, you, if you're worried about getting it right at the moment, you know, or getting it right in camera or whatever, it's like there is no right here, okay? If you go and watch, you know, any kind of Hollywood film being filmed, or even any kind of soap or behind-the-scenes stuff, it's take after take after take after take after take. Hundreds. Hundreds. You know, if you go to any kind of video production, it's, you know, ten takes at one camera angle, then it's ten takes at another camera angle, then it's ten takes at another camera angle. The actors are constantly saying the same thing over and over and over again, slightly differently, okay? That's what we're doing here, okay? This whole getting it right, getting it perfect, it's like, that's not how video works. The whole point of video is you record tons of footage and then you just pick the best stuff. You should be actively throwing out most of the stuff that you film, okay? Because you should be only choosing the best stuff. And if you're only choosing the best stuff, then you should be throwing most of the stuff out. If you're not throwing any you know, anything out at the moment in your editing process, either you haven't attempted multiple takes of anything, right? Or you're just, you're too worried, you're trying to get it all in one take. But you should be actively making way more content, way more footage than you actually need, and then throwing this stuff out. Because once you start, you know, getting rid of all of the stuff <laughs> that doesn't work, that you want to throw out, you then start getting some really, really good stuff. What's left is really good, so this one was you know, completely off the wall. This was actually based on a podcast that I was listening to. The explosive sack on your neck thing was actually based on you know a podcast I was listening to called Dragon Friends, and they were saying explosive sacks in that, and it was a a little uh, you know D and D podcast I was listening to where I thought it was really really funny. Uh, so I thought, well, oh, how would I make that relevant on Instagram? And I was like, well, how about viralness everyone's under the pressure everyone thinks they need to go viral all the time everyone's putting so much pressure on themselves to get engagement and reach and virality and all of that stuff and the message i want to send was like it's really not that you know big a deal okay you know whether you go viral or not isn't a big deal okay it's not as big a deal as everybody's making it out it's not like if you don't go viral your head's gonna explode you see you see where we are now right it was like well it's not that big a deal okay cool and you know i had this podcast i was listening to about explosive sacks and i was like oh okay cool you know reels it's not that big a deal if you don't go viral your head's not going to explode okay cool let's you know let's just make a little reel where it's like <laughs> two people he's got a sack in his head and he has to get a million views or he's gonna die his head's gonna explode okay that's that's as kind of simple as it is exactly how it works out in post-production some of these things you know, are planned in bullets, and I have a rough idea of the bullets, but they always come out slightly differently when I actually make them. And, you know, I just allow for that and breathe through it, okay? I'm not trying to create an exact image of the thing I had in my head. 
I just want to kind of do the idea justice, okay? Ultimately, you need to be thinking about your next post and not your current one. So I'm just trying to do the idea justice. I'm not trying to, you know, perfect this thing because I've got, you know, as soon as I make this reel, I've got another reel behind it that I need to make, right? So I'm just trying to do the idea justice without pressuring myself for it to be perfect. And, you know, this didn't come out exactly as I thought it would come out, okay? You know, it doesn't look quite how I, I expected to look. You know, I had to do it in the evening. I was really, really pushed for time. I started doing it, and then the kids ran in, and I had to, you know, take everything down, and then all the light changed. I started, you know, in the early evening, and then by the time I actually got around to finishing it, it was the late evening. All the light had gone, and I had to refilm it and, and put loads of artificial lighting in because it wasn't the same anymore. Okay, and I couldn't use the original footage because the light had changed too much. So, you know, these things don't work out like you expect them to work out at all. Okay, and, and there's so much behind the scenes to reels like this that you don't see. Okay, what you don't see is, you know, this hula hoop. I had to nick that hula hoop from school because I didn't have a hula hoop and I just found it that day and then I returned it to school the next day. I walked out of school with, you know, my jacket over the hula hoop carrying this thing, trying to trying to show that I wasn't actually stealing a hula hoop. And my jacket just looked really wide and flat. It was really odd, but, you know, no one knew to look, so we're all right, okay? So you never see the behind-the-scenes stuff of this, but, you know, there's always more to it than something else. This one, someone said to me, content is king, and I thought to myself, again, thematic thinking here. Content is king. What's king? Where does a king appear? in the world, okay? Oh, a king appears, I looked around, I saw a packet of cards, I was like, oh, a king appears in a pack of cards. Maybe I could use numbers of a packet of cards to communicate the messages for Instagram. So I was like, right, okay, fine. How am I going to do that? Am I just going to pick, you know, Jack, Queen, King? And I was like, yeah, I could do, but it would be even cooler if I could get the whole suit. So, you know, it took a little bit of thought and writing to kind of go, well, okay, you know, ace is that, and two is that, and three is that, and four is that, and five is that, and six is that. It took a while to kind of get all of the numbers allocated, but ultimately, you know, it came out really nicely, and I thought, well, what's the best way to deliver this? And I tried doing it in, you know, several different takes, and it didn't really feel the same, and I thought to myself, you know what, this is going to work best if I can get it all in one take, okay, the whole thing in one take, and it took me probably five or six takes to get it in one take, and I had the actual, for this particular one, I had the script written on, you know, beside the camera here, to read off of, to remind me, and then ultimately I kind of got it, right, I did the first take, the cards were in the wrong place, Focus point wasn't on. The second take, I stumbled on the four. Third take, I stumbled on the nine. You know, you know. And I just kind of like kept retaking it and retaking it until it worked, okay? And I'm really, really pleased with this one because I think, you know, of all of my reels, I think this one is probably one of the smartest, okay? And again, you know, there's layers to this reel. It's not just like, you know, here's a list of stuff. It's also about, hey, your strategy is actually really simple. It's actually contained in a packet of cards, Yeah. You know, you can literally pick up a packet of cards and there's your Instagram strategy. It was like, my, my question was, how can I simplify your Instagram strategy? How can I sum up an entire Instagram strategy with just these pack of cards? That was the goal, right? Can I make a whole Instagram strategy out of just that? Right? And, you know, fantastically, it did work. But again, that's bounded in, you know, thematic thinking, right? Thinking about, I th you know, I heard the word king, I thought of that. And then thematic thinking. This one here, check my stats, okay? I was constantly checking my stats, 
I was like, oh, I'm doing this a lot. Okay, I should need, I should do something about that. And I started thinking, well, let's do a reel about that. So I started, you know, filming all of these clips of me checking my stats, and I thought that was quite funny. But I was like, well, yeah, but you know, me just checking my stats over and over isn't really as funny as it could be. And I thought to myself, well, how do I make that funnier? Okay. And, you know, how do I make it not just like a, hey, this is a weird thing that you do, but like, how do I like kind of flip it on his head and think like, well, can I make that into something cool? <laughs> right. You know, or can I pretend that checking my stats is awesome? Right. You know, and that's a good thing because of course the message is checking your stats is a bad thing. That's the message. The message is a bad thing that you're constantly checking your stats. Okay. So again, you know, to help people come to that realization themselves, I'll just flip it on his head and say, well, okay, how do I make checking your stats into something that sounds really awesome and cool? Okay. And catchy and something that you want to almost want to sing along to the song, check my stats. I literally didn't even know I had that song in me until I literally got back to the editing floor and I started putting all these clips together. And I was like, I need to big this up. I need to put the energy up as well. And by that point, it was the evening. I wasn't about to go out and film, refilm whatever I was going to do. And I was like, okay, well, I need, a, I need a soundtrack to this, okay? So I started putting a soundtrack on. And, you know, it was just music that I found on Epidemic Sound. And I was like, hmm. You know, it needs to be more than that. I need to big it up more. Well, why don't I just sing over the top of it? And then I started writing this little riff to sing over the top of it, okay? The end-to-end -end production, you know, maybe 90 minutes or so, okay? But again, you know, I was really pleased with that because you're following your creative flow here. Like, you don't have to have the answer to this thing straight away. It's not like this whole concept came to me in a flash, and then was fully realized, the act of creating this reel, you know, added to what I was going to do. I had no idea when I started creating this reel that I'd be singing over top of it going, check my stats. We're going to morning, check my stats. We're going to get in the toilet, check my stats. Right before my driving to, check my stats, check my stats, check my stats. I didn't even have the song. I didn't even know what song, what tune it would be or anything. I had no idea that I was going to be singing along to it, right? All I knew was I got the clips into the post-production. I looked at the clips. You know, I was like, well, I need something to tie all these clips together and big them up a little bit, you know. And I looked at the clips and I thought, well, actually, these clips could work to a particular beat. And then I went on Epidemic Sound, found a beat that actually amazingly fit kind of the clips that I was using and trimming and using the clips. And then I dubbed it over. But again, I wouldn't have been able to do that were I not having filmed multiple takes in multiple different places doing multiple different things so I had that flexibility in my post-production to add to the real creativity of the whole thing hopefully I'm driving <laughs> this stuff home okay you know this one here this oh shit I didn't post yesterday you know someone said to you know I, I thought about that myself right that came out of me going oh I forgot to schedule a post literally I was like, oh, okay, that's, that scene is could make it quite a good thing, okay? And then again, all I did was just take the emotion of like, oh, I freaked out for a second, I forgot to schedule my post. But then I ramped that emotion up to 100. I was like, oh, shit, what if I'm super, uber, duper freaking out? What would that look like, okay? And, you know, people get so worried about when they forget to post, they act like, again, it's going to be the end of the world. So what? how about I could do a little reel where it's like, yeah, I forget to post, and it is the end of the world. 
right? And then, you know, I do a reel where it's like, well, hey, you know, oh my God, freaking out. There's the emotion, freaking out. Emotion is as high as it possibly can. Emotion is freaking out, freaking out. And ultimately it ends with me in front of a gravestone with my Instagram account on. And, you know, I've killed my Instagram account because I forgot. Again, relatability. Relatability is in the emotion. The message is, guys, don't worry if you miss a post. It's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. Yeah, you see where... <laughs> you see where I'm coming from, yeah? You're not going to die. It's all good, okay? And then the last bit is, well, exactly what's that? You know, how can I make that funnier? And actually, this bit where it's like, shit, 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 fuck, 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 that is actually a scene from Four Weddings and a Funeral. If you're old enough to remember Four Weddings and a Funeral, the beginning of Four Weddings and a Funeral, they're late for the wedding, and, and you know, Hugh Grant's getting in the car, and he's going, shit, 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 okay? That's not, that's not an original take on that okay it's actually a, a, a heart back you know whatever it is 25 years to four weddings and a funeral so this thing these things don't need to be you know as complicated and and layered as you think they are you know and i just want to point out some other formats here you know this format here i'm just talking to the camera and like giving some motivational stuff okay this format here someone's asking me a question dear dan what's the best time to post okay it's just a question format okay these are insta hacks you would have seen the insta hacks already okay detective ron cahoon again came out of you know this sort of play of you know ron cahoon is actually a guy in one of our former accelerators okay he's a really he's actually a real person he lives out in hawaii okay he's in one of our former accelerators and you know he came up with the idea I, I had this, I put a reel out saying, hey, you know, let me know your real ideas and I'll do a reels challenge. And he came up with his idea of like, well, you know, why don't you make a detective who goes around busting people? And I was like, brilliant. Ron, that's a brilliant idea, okay? So I'm going to go around and I'm going to film this whole thing. Now, this first bit, this here, who the fuck is this guy? And then running, that bit was filmed first. The bit at the beginning, which was like, you know, I'm just... Um, keeping Instagram clean, and then the duh, 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 kill Bill at the beginning, right? Again, I had no idea that was going to happen. No idea that was going to happen. That kill Bill bit at the, at the beginning only got added right, you know, in when I started actually putting the reel into Instagram. And, you know, fortunately, again, because I had several takes of this thing, I could then go, oh, okay, cool. I can do the dun, 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 zoom in, you know. And then do the kill build track, and it just worked really, really well for the rest of it. Okay, you know, and it obviously it took a, a while to kind of get that track lined up, but you see how you know the music and and the cuts and everything are kind of coming together to make that happen. Okay, you know, this one here, the joy of reels, right? This is me singing along to um, uh, uh, what's it called? Psh, Bell. Anyway, you know, Disney songs. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Ah, oh, thank you. Beauty and the Beast. There was a song in Beauty and the Beast. That I thought, oh my god, that is so unbelievably applicable. Okay, here goes the creator with his tray, like always. Right, it's Belle walking through her village, and everything's the same every day. Well, I was scrolling through my reels, and I was like thinking, oh my god, the same, the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. And my kids just happened to be listening to. Beauty and the Beast at the time, and I was like, there's a song in Beauty and the Beast where everything's the same, and Belle's just walking around her village and everything's the same. Why don't I make 
a reel about that, okay? But about the land of reels instead of her village, right? So then it became, you know, instead of there goes the baker with his tray like always, it turned into there goes the creator with his reels like always, right? I'm literally just switching out words, right? And then I then all I did was filmed a bunch of clips where I'm just you know, singing along to that thing and waving, right? Now, what you might not see, and I just want to see if I can actually show you it here, is I've got my AirPods in. So on one ear, there it is, right? Okay, you can see one ear, I've got my AirPod in, okay? So the way I got this sound to sync was I took, I, I recorded the song that I made, right? And then I put that on my phone. And then I played that, I, I lined it up on a loop and I just played it on loop on my phone, and then I have my AirPod in, and what I'm doing for most of the time, apart from there where you see it, is most of the time I'm keeping, you know, that side of my head out of shot so you can't see that I have an AirPod in, so I can hear it and I can sing along and it's perfectly synced, yeah? But you don't know, you can't see that I'm actually, you know, listening to the music, right? So, you know, there are so many ways to make these things happen in post, it's really a case for you to explore. You know, these, one, these ones do well, right? Where it's just me talking to a whiteboard. Again, the thing that hooks people is the energy, right? Energy is a huge, huge part of Reels. It's the energy. It's the hook, okay? If you can get people in and hook and connect it with your energy straight away, then that will keep people watching, okay? And so long as you don't waste their time by showing clips of stuff, that is, you know, unnecessary, you can keep them watching further. You know, just to do one more here, okay? This influencer one. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Influencer. And it's like, you know, who's there, yeah? Influencers are always like, they feel so big to us, don't they? They feel like this, you know, giant behemoth of a person with their 200,000 followers, and they feel huge to us, right? Well, how did I do that? So I put my camera right down on the floor, pointing right up into the sky. I made myself look super, super tall. Super tall. That's why, that, that's why I look so tall there, is because the camera's basically on the floor, right? Whereas, you know, for you, the other person in this, the camera is super high up. The camera is like eight foot high at this point looking down. So it makes you look tiny. Yeah. And, you know, the relatability is, you know, what it's like to approach an influencer. And it's like, hey, you know, the influencer feels really big to me and I feel really small to them. Yeah. So I just need to extend that with my camera angle to show that big and small relationship, you know, to make me small, I just need to put the camera up high looking down. To make them look big, I just need to put the camera down looking up and they look absolutely massive. And then the last thing was I added a little um, effect that was built into Reels effects, which made the Reels influencers voice clips sound like really low. So it's like, and that was just an effect that's already available in Reels. I think I just typed in the word giant or something like that. And it was like giant voice effect or something like that. Right. So, you know, what I really just want to impress on you is these aren't as complicated as perhaps you might think they are to be creative. What I never do is I never think, well, has someone done that before? I don't care. OK, that's not for me to ever care about. I don't care whether someone's done it before or not, you know, because your take, your original take will always be original. You know, the way you feel about something and the way you create something is always going to be original. And these kind of skits that you can make, very easy to just use a combination of, you know, thematic thinking and connecting with the emotion of the particular moment to start really making something significantly different 
very, very quickly. And it, sh- it doesn't need to be a leap. I mean, you're talking about a 15-second reel, okay, not a movie. It doesn't need to be, you know, this massive concept, okay? And actually, if you have half a concept, I would recommend you actually start, you know, building and filming that concept anyway, even if it's only half realized, because as you start filming the shots... It should come to you, and even if it doesn't at that point, it will come to you in post-production. So, you know, I encourage you to just kind of, like, go for it, really. And, you know, tell a story or be creative or just, you know, just really connect with the message that you're looking to speak to. You know, this one, this one is like, oh, how many followers did you make today? Oh, I made 20, right? And it's like, oh, 20, that's not good enough, okay? So this was a, a funny play on, you know, super aggressive coaches. I'm like, oh, you need to get your shit together, you know? I was watching reels and there were people coming through that were like, oh, you, you don't know shit, stop thinking this way, get your shit together. Bam, bam, like, really super aggressive, you know, people on video. And I thought, well, that'd be funny, you know, if I could show that in a reel and of course make it about something which is really trivial, which is, you know, ultimately how many followers you got on one particular day doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. Right. But I could make the coach, you know, this guy, right. Completely flip the hell out. Okay. Yeah. And then just, you know, treat you like a little baby, get his go upstairs and get you under the bed, you know, and just treat you like a little baby. Right. Which of course is way, way out of proportion, you know, but that's the point. And again, you know, the message being, hey, it's not so bad. It's not so bad, right? So, you know, I hope that's helped you start thinking about, you know, some different options for you. The most important thing for reels is explore the options. There are so many. You could do quotes. You can do how-tos. You can do skits. You know, you can do dancing ones. You can do pointing ones. The format is not the important thing you know, and what you don't want to do is like just try and guess the format. What I encourage you to do is experiment with lots of different formats to your heart's content and find the one that you both like doing um, and and has enough, you know, scope in it to be able to repeat and then just keep making those, right? So for me, those skit ones, I can I can keep doing those skits, you know, all day long. I like that format and it kind of works, okay? Some people like the two character ones where it's like, hey, you know, ask the coach a question, then the coach answers the question, then it just kind of flips between two characters. Some people like the tutorials, which is like, you know, want to see how to do this? Let me show you, you know, and then it's just like, oh, let me show you the tutorial. The answer is whatever you want, okay? But the important thing is, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't try and, you know, you don't have to try and outthink creativity, Okay, it's really just a case of layering on things like emotion and things like thematic thinking and ask the question, asking the question, what if? Okay, what would that look like? What if that were real? What if that happened? Wouldn't it be funny if? Wouldn't it be funny when? Right. And then just quickly making something around it and remembering always that this is not supposed to be perfect. It's a real it's free content. Okay. So, you know, let's not get too stressed out about it. Yeah. Most importantly, as always, have fun with these things. I know you can create some incredible creative reels, and I cannot wait to see all of the amazing things that you do. Let's get to it.